please bring the computer and soundboard forward. It's on now. It's on now. Yay. Good morning, everyone. Sorry about that. Oh, is that too much? Is that too much? <laughs> I just heard a big loud noise. So I'm just here to give announcements. I know. Um, thanks so much for being here. We're really happy to see you. Uh, we got a special day today with a picnic after. So if you brought something for the picnic to share, hooray. If you didn't, we still just want you to come anyway so we can just enjoy time together and getting to know each other and, and all like that. There's going to be hot dogs and drinks, so, and so there'll be plenty of food, okay? And, of course, if you have a blanket or a chair to sit on, that would also be good. Um, uh, announcement, so for the uh, starting the week after Labor Day, we'll, we'll commence a teaching series on the Gospel of Matthew. So you can maybe be preparing yourself for that by reading it, and you can also invite people to come and be part of that. Um, that's, so that's the week, not this coming Sunday, but the next one. Um, if you're looking for ways to plug into our fellowship, um, we'd love your help in children's ministry, in slides, in sound. Um, these guys can teach you how to do all that stuff back there, and also on a worship team. So speak with any of us. Daniel, myself, after, and we'll get you connected. Jill is here, Dennis. So we'll get you connected to the right uh, person to be able to do that. Um, and we'll be at the picnic, so there's lots of time to talk to each other, okay? Uh, speaking of children's ministry, um, we plan, if we don't have enough volunteers, by the end of the week, so say like Friday, we will plan at that time to close a room so that people are aware, so we'll be able to communicate with parents, sorry, we're gonna have to close this room so that the parents can come prepared with the activities for their children or something like that. So if you are interested, like we've had many, many people say to us, just let me know if you need help. So what we'd like to say is, just let us know you're willing to help. So sign up on the sign up ahead of time. We don't want to like wait until Sunday morning to know whether or not the room will be open. So if you could sign up on the sign up, genius, um, if you're willing to help, please do that. And then if you're not already on that list where you receive the sign up, you can speak with me 
If you know Abby Seitzma, she's probably down there right now, so I can't point her out to you. But Abby, um, really any of us, we'll connect you with Abby. Maybe you, if you give me your email, I'll send it on to Abby to be able to, you know, uh, make sure you get that the email and there's a there's a link where you sign up and participate. We need helpers in the room. We need a host that's like a floating person to help all of the rooms and check-in people. Those are the different roles down there. Okay, and we'd like to have two people in each room. Okay, and then finally, um, please continue in prayer and listening to the Lord with regard to our two staff, really three staff people that we're looking for. A teaching leader, a house church leader, a person who would facilitate and, and um, guide and strengthen the house churches, and then also a children's ministry coordinator. So if you could continue in prayer for that, that the Lord would lead us to the people of his choice, we would appreciate it. And to that end, Jill is going to come and pray for that. We had a prayer team meeting earlier this week, Monday night, and uh, one of the members suggested that we pray in church right now for the process, so we will do that. So join me um, as we pray over that. Lord, oh, we thank you that um, you are providing a way forward for us, and you. this is your church. We love your church. We know you love it. God, we pray that you will work through this whole process. We pray that you will bring forward uh, applicants of your, um, your will, God, that you will bring the right persons. And we thank you, thank you for these teams that have joined. We have two search committees that are ready to go, and we thank you for each member of these teams that um, pray that you will bind us together in you, uh, that we will seek your will. We pray that you will work through this process um, to grow us into you and what you have, the future you have for this body here. We thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and you will do it. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Max, we're going to do Deliverer third, Psalm 86. Um, I want to reiterate something that Carol said about the children's ministry. One thing that we're trying to prevent is the last-minute scramble where, like, we send an email out closing a room because we don't have enough volunteers, and then two of you might be like, oh, no, 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 we'll cover, you know, so that we can do it this week. But that kind of rhythm on a weekly basis isn't sustainable for us, and so we're looking for, like, future coverage so that we're not needing to close rooms during the like coming days up to a week. Um, we're looking for sustainable rhythms as a family. So that's one thing that is important to say. It's, uh, it's been a minute since I've led music. <laughs> Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, open the eyes of our hearts. We want, we want to see you. We want to see you. Open the eyes. 
Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. Open the eyes of our hearts. We want to see you. We want to see you. When I think, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around, how he's placed my feet on solid ground, it makes me Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around, how he placed my feet on solid ground, it makes me Hallelujah, thank you Jesus, Lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, it makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, Lord you're worthy of all the glory. my strength when I am weak. You are the pleasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all in Again, I bless your name. You are 
Is anyone holy? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, the Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He's David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave from every people, from every of is he worthy max you are worthy lord worthy of our attention worthy of every bit of love we have to give you got it is anyone worthy is anyone worthy is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? Jesus, the Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He's David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave from every, from every people and tribe. Every
the nations, all the nations you have made shall worship before you. All the people will declare the glory of your name. All the nations you have made shall worship before you. All the people will declare the glory of your name. And with one voice we'll sing, Deliverer, God the merciful, there's no one like you. There's no one like you, Deliverer, God the merciful. There's no one like you. There's no one like you, Lord. You're great. You are great and wondrous. You alone are God. So to anger, rich in love, we glorify your name. You are great and wondrous alone our God. Slow to anger, rich in love, we glorify your name. And with one voice we'll sing, Deliverer, God the merciful, there's no one like you. There's no one like you, Deliverer, God the merciful, there's no one glorify your name forever we'll glorify your name forever we'll glorify your name forever you lifted us you lifted us we'll glorify your name forever Lord we'll glorify your name forever We'll glorify your name forever. You lifted us, you lifted us. Oh, deliverer. Deliverer, God the merciful. There's no one like you. There's no one like you, deliverer. God the merciful. There's no one like you. There's no one like you, Deliverer, God the merciful. There's no one like you. There's no one like you, Deliverer, God the merciful. There's no one like you. There is no one like you, Lord. Praise Him. Amen. We exalt thee. We exalt thee. We exalt thee. Oh Lord. Once more. We
I think someone turned off the mic with the handheld switch. Nobody turn off the mic. Is it on? Is it on? Okay. All right, I'm going to read from the word of the Lord in Romans 12, 9 through 21. Love in action. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I'm just going to pray to transition us real quick. Um, Jesus, would you make us a people of love and brotherly affection this morning? Teach us to love one another and to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go up. <laughs> my name is Joy. This is my husband, Garrett. <laughs> Um, and this is a Connection Sunday. I don't think anyone said that up until this point. So we have a team of people that plans Connection Sundays. So Tracy is on it, and she was just up here. Um, and we're doing a barbecue cookout, which is something we've hoped to do for a really long time this morning, and we're really excited to be with you all. Um, but before we do that, we want to live into the verse that Tracy just read to us this morning. Um, so we are going to encourage one another with some things. Um, I threw Garrett into this last night. We were cleaning up from dinner, and I said, hey, I think we're going to share together this morning. And he was like, we are? <laughs> it's his first week of school, and we're kind of throwing this together this morning. So um, we're action. Is it back on? There we go. When we were meeting as a um, connection team on Monday, we were praying, and I was reminded of something that Garrett and I actually learned, or we started to learn on our honeymoon. Um, so we got married in June. We're not pros at marriage by any means. <laughs> um, so we're just going to let you in to a little bit of the first few months of our marriage. Um, so on our honeymoon, we were just kind of talking and praying and realizing that so many of the testimonies that are shared in larger gatherings um, are healings, are sharing the gospel, discipleship-focused, 
um, really beautiful things that the Lord is doing, but we are realizing that there are some really um, ordinary things that are happening in our lives and in our marriage that we're recognizing that can be shared with the body and that we can share among each other, um, just in seeing the Lord work in and through us as people and the Spirit moving in us. Um, so, Garrett and I are going to share, we have not shared with each other what we're going to share this morning, but ways that we see God moving in the other person. Um, and then we're actually going to split up into groups and share ways that we have seen the Lord move in our spouse, in our kids, in our coworkers, in our, the students that we're working with in our classroom, um, people in our house church, just all other focused testimonies. How do you see the Lord working in other people? So we're going to start, just give you a few examples, um, and then we'll split up into groups and do some more connection. So. So a little bit of the context as well. Um, on our honeymoon, we spent some time reading the, these different devotional prompts. Uh, and one of them was based on what you just heard, Romans uh, chapter 12. Uh, but it was in the ESV, old Eugene Peterson putting it together. And he puts it in verse 10. He says, learn to play second fiddle. I like that. Learn to play second fiddle, right? Imagine an orchestra. First fiddle takes the best spot, right? Gets to play the most beautiful piece, has the attention. The second fiddle, almost always playing harmony in order to make the first fiddle sound good. Practically speaking, uh, I love in a classroom when I get students to say, hey, what have you noticed that someone else has done well? and getting them to shout out about someone else, right? This is a moment, we were talking about that, realizing we would love, love to see in ourselves um, uh, or see in the other speaking about what God has done. And, and this would just be a time to shout that out. Like, man, God has actually been doing something in this other person, or I saw them do this and God used them in this way. And in that way, we learn to play second fiddle. So, enjoys life. What's funny is she walked right up here. You probably didn't even notice because she was so comfortable doing it. She walked right up and grabbed that microphone and just led us, right, in the past couple years, grabbing this microphone, I think has been representative of, of just some fears and stuff that the Lord has helped Joy overcome. And so I'm praising the Lord uh, because in the past couple months, it's not so much about the microphone, though I think that's a overflow of what's going on in her heart. She's actually grown in just expressing her voice with vision that the Lord's given her and, and things with her job and things relationally. And her voice, praise the Lord, she's, she's using it more with confidence to express what the Lord's doing and what the Lord's calling her to. And I'm telling her often, I'm just getting to, to affirm in front of you all that the Lord's putting her in positions of leadership, and she's actually, the Lord's causing her voice to come forth with confidence, and the overflow of that, she can take a mic and, and lead from the front like that. Um, so yeah, that's my testimony of what the Lord's doing. Enjoy. Praise the Lord. You can give a, you can give a hand if you want to. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, something that we have learned in the first few months of marriage is the way that we grew up is very, very different 
Um, so Garrett is the oldest of seven, and I'm an only child. So just that in and of itself is very different. <laughs> um, and what that has created in us and multiple other things, I think, have formed us into these people. But I am um, a little bit more codependent, and Garrett is a little bit more, more independent. So I'm wanting to do everything as a team, and he's very comfortable being on his own. And there are really beautiful things about both. And so we've had to learn to press in and recognize the beautiful things about both of those things. Um, so I have found and seen Garrett often, um, in especially in dating. We dated long distance. So he was in Lansing, and I was here. And we drove back and forth. And so when we would have a conflict or a hard conversation, we would maybe go days before seeing each other. Um, it was really easy for him to kind of press into that independence in dating because he would leave and then come back. And now we're together all the time. And so that's a very, very different thing. Um, so maybe like a month ago, we had an argument and he had shut down a ton and just didn't really want to be by me. And I had said, I was kind of giving him permission to take some space, like, hey, go take some space, be with the Lord. So he got up to leave the room and then turned back around and came to me. And he quoted Matthew 5. He was immediately just struck and just remembered. So Matthew 5, 23 through 24 says, So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And he just recognized in that moment, like, I'm running to Jesus, which is not a bad instinct to run to Jesus, but I'm actually going to, like, fix this thing with you and then go to Jesus. And it was a beautiful um, example of just the Lord moving in and through him because previously that's not, like, a muscle that he has flexed often. And so I was able to recognize in him, like, oh, this is the spirit in him moving. It's nothing that he knows how to do on his own, but it's the spirit. Um, so just I'm really encouraged by the ways that he's consistently moving toward me when he wants to run and hide. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we want to give you guys the opportunity to share things. I'm going to share one more about a friend of mine, Grace. She's in my house church, and a couple years ago, she, um, had really felt the conviction that she wanted to pray frequently. She wanted to be a person of prayer, a mother who prays. Um, she has so faithfully prayed, and so in the past couple years, she's just periodically sent me texts and just said, hey, was praying for you this morning. The Lord brought this thing up for you. The Lord gave me this word. Um, she's also really comfortable to reach out and ask for prayer. And I've just seen the Lord transform her into a woman of prayer and now a mother of prayer in the past several years. Um, so I've been really encouraged by that. You can give her a hand, the Lord a hand in her through just becoming a woman of prayer. Um, so those are just a few examples. So I want you guys to just think about ways that you see the Lord moving in somebody else. Um, some practical things for this. Um, we want to keep our sharing to about two to three minutes. We're going to split up into groups of four to six. And then we are going to open it up to share some with a larger group out of those groups. Um, if you have a testimony that you want to share and there's somebody in this room that it's about, if you can please just ask them permission before you share in the smaller group or in front of the larger group. 
Um, we're going to keep it two to three minutes. And then if there's somebody that's not in the room that you're planning to share testimony about, just don't use a name or any identifying information. We just want to be um, conscious of everybody's privacy and just want to be able to encourage each other really well this morning. So go ahead and break up into groups of four to six with people around you. Try to be with some people that you might not know. Um, and then we'll come back and share some testimonies in the larger group soon. Okay, a lot of good conversation. Uh, folks are telling folks they love them in their group. This is great. <laughs> Peggy didn't hear that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't mean to put you on the spot. I said folks are telling folks they love them in their group because I heard you say they love <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so like we found this... Uh, I, I found this pretty, I, I would have thought that it would have been less vulnerable sharing things about other people, but I found it hard for me to, to share that, like, it's, it's almost like I become so scripted to say these things about myself and what I'm doing and how to present this story, but when I was sharing it with other people, it felt, it felt a little different. It felt, it felt a little weird for me. It felt a little awkward, but, uh, but so beautiful, right? So what we're hoping is for some folks to share what stood out to them or like what you, I guess, essentially, if you would just share what you shared in the group. Do we have somebody who would like to share a story about God working in someone in your life in the past month or so? And again, I want to stress this. Let's, uh, let's be honoring with identifying factors, right? Uh, if, you're, if they're not here, if the person is here, and you ask them, you can go forward with it. I'm trying to think of a joke where I make somebody extremely explicit and tell something terrible about them, but I'm not going to. Um, so I have a friend who uh, shalt remain without name, but um, they uh, are um, have had uh, at least a decade, if not more, of... Um, uh, feeling intense shame towards their own uh, sexual desire. And um, uh, through circumstances um, recently, that major boulder has begun to move. And they're not out of the woods yet, and things don't just click with like a light switch. But um, I am amazed, and it's am amazing to watch. So things, healing is possible, um, even in extremely hard to imagine circumstances through the power of the God who is above, uh, above all this, you know? Thank you. Do you have something? <coughs> well, she won't care if I say her name. Her name is Rosie. I, my name is Les. Um, she won't care. She's my pet dog. <laughs> and I'm amazed at how God uses critters to do their thing. She is a therapy dog. Not necessarily, well, I'll say she's for me, but um, I'm just amazed at how she can respond to people like in the hospital or in people's homes or schools or kids. She's now in school. She's at the hospital every week we to go. And it's just amazing how she can go to this individual and just open that door. Um, this past week was 
bad news for a patient and I was only five minutes behind her getting that bad news with Rosie and Rosie she did her thing dog thing and sat there and they scratched her ears and we talked for 15 minutes and I prayed with her and she she just has a way of opening the door for sick people now granted that's not a people issue but it's how God uses other means to open doors so Cool, thank you. Yeah. Hi, I'm Grace. Um, we had a couple testimonies in our group just of the way that we see God working through children. And um, specifically just through their simple faith. Um, so we actually had two stories of our kids um, having bad dreams and feeling really confident that God could do something about that. And independently kind of declared that as as children saying you know what god's going to change my dream or god god can take it away and he did um and for them to come back and give that testimony on their own free will <laughs> to say god changed my dream and took away my bad dreams um so just being really encouraged by the faith of our children and the um the holy spirit knows no age um and so we're just thankful that our kids know that um and something special that Tawu had shared with me is that he said that the angels were speaking to his heart. Um, so what a gift that the Holy Spirit is not limited by age or cognitive function. Um, and we get to see that in our kids. I love, uh, man, that, that hits close to home I, I, for, for many of us parents. Um, Grace, I'm going to share something that I didn't share with my group, um, but it, your testimony reminded me. Uh, yesterday, I got to have breakfast with a longtime friend of mine. He and his wife met at Calvin College a long time ago, and I think he's from the West. They're, they live in Gallup now. We met in Niger Nigeria, worked together several times in translation workshops. Anyway, we got to meet for breakfast yesterday. He came back to um, Grand Rapids. Um, for the funeral of his oldest sister. Um, she died at 84. And she was, um, I, he didn't explain it to me exactly, but she had some kind of a um, disability, cognitive, um, I don't know exactly. But any, any, I, we, that wasn't really the point. But she had this problem. But she was just real blessing to many people. And he shared that he had brought, for his eulogy, he showed a picture that he took out, out in the desert out west of this beautiful, beautiful flower that had grown out of a really, really um, stark, rocky place. I mean, you can see that out there. And, he's, and so it was just that this girl, his older sister, was a beautiful flower that grew out of a really difficult life. So. Thank you. Peggy. So um, our daughter is down in Tennessee, and she has she said, of all the days that I picked to be streaming the service, it was today. So she FaceTimed in with us, and um, she participated. So I'm sharing for her um, her thing, and, and it may come a little bit personal because it was about her dad. And um, <coughs> we... Uh, we, the thing that she 
has just really been um, blessed by is just the growth in her dad. And she has always had a close relationship with him. She had a very different relationship with him than her, her older siblings. And, um, and she just said that it was that even though they were already close, she was able to watch him grow in his relationship with his older sibling with her older siblings and that he um, so throwing in some of my own stuff, just the humility and the willingness to um, to grow that way. And because of that, it sh he's become, you know, just a strong leader in our family, which, and again, wife stuff, and pouring out into our body of Christ the, to us. And, um, and just the last two, three years has been so powerful to watch him grow and um, become the man of God that he's been created to be. And it's, and I think, I think, Sammy, I hope I did, I did it well, so. Awesome, thank you. I, I was going to actually explicitly say, Jay or Ashley, I've been walking a lot of this journey with you, and I bet you have something. He's like, give me the mic, bro. All right, so I want to share a little bit about our home church that actually uh, Jeff helped us plant, um, what was that, a couple months ago, probably at this point. So we've been meeting consistently on Wednesday nights, and we actually pulled a lot of our friends uh, into the home church who are, uh, most of them are new to faith or don't even really know what it's like to walk with Jesus. So um, it's been very encouraging to watch all of them take those big practical next steps and um, like, for example, some of them have been reading scripture consistently for the first time in their lives. They've been uh, praying out loud together for the first time in their lives. They've been talking about Jesus with coworkers uh, for the first time in their lives. So it's just been really encouraging to us to watch all of our friends grow in these ways. And we're so excited because it's only been like a couple months. Uh, so we're just so excited to see how God will continually um, just reveal himself to them, convict them, and uh, how they will, um, you know, respond to that. And we're just encouraged and hopeful that they'll continue to grow closer and closer to him. And as will we, the group has been a huge encouragement to, uh, to us as well in our personal faith. And, um, and yeah, I just feel like God's just been working. And that is exciting. <laughs> so, um, Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm going to share about my fourth grader here. We have twins, and um, there's two fourth grade classes, and they both wanted the same teacher, and we have had them separated the last couple of years, and um, I actually knew all summer who was in which class, and I was a little concerned because I knew one would be very disappointed <laughs> with the teacher. Um, obviously, they're great teachers, but they just both had a certain person in mind. Isaac's over there. Andrew's right here. Um, so anyway, how it worked out is crazy because I was just really praying about this. And um, normally we get the school class lists early summer. And for some reason, um, we just weren't getting it. So then probably about three weeks ago, Andrew, who I had been praying because I knew he had the teacher that he wasn't going to be as happy about, um, he just came to me and goes, you know what, Mom? 
I think I'm going to be happy with whatever teacher I get. And so that was a huge answer to prayer for me because I knew he was going to be getting the teacher <laughs> that they didn't really want. So um, anyway, and then I, I texted a friend and I said, had the school list, like class list, come out? And she's like, oh, yeah, they came out last month. And for some reason in my email, it just got lost. So I just am thankful because um, it took a little bit longer for him to come to a point um, just to get comfortable with the idea. And, you know, God's timing is just, it's just a small thing, a teacher or whatever, but um, for for his strength to be like, you know what, I can handle it. And um, praise the Lord. <laughs> so I'm just thankful for how he handled the tough situation for I've, Joy, how, how much, uh, what time are we supposed to wrap this up by? Five more minutes, okay. Uh, it was hip yesterday, we were meeting with our house church, that w when a child is going through something, like, that's their biggest thing, right? Like, so we can look at that from our adult frame of reference and think, man, that's, you should just do this. But when you're going through it, whether you're a nine-year-old or a teenager, that's, it's, it's as big as what we're going through as adults, right? And so, like, a bad dream, right? Like, that is heavy, heavy stuff. And I, I love the idea how folks are affirming the faith of, of these young ones that we're trying to develop. Such a, such a beautiful thing. So uh, probably two, two more people left, maybe? Uh, my I haven't even looked at you all over there yet. Like, I was in that group. Is, is there any th anybody over there that wants to share? If not, I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay. Maybe uh, I'm hearing, okay, one. And I, think, and I think Carol may have raised her hand, too. Hi, I'm Diane. Um, I had shared about how um, Maury, my husband, had an opportunity to uh, talk with our grandson, our 13-year-old grandson, and um, he was sharing with him um, that he's been reading in Exodus, and um, his favorite person is Moses, and he even shared a verse that he was excited about and um, was talking about experiences that he had at church this summer and um, Camp Geneva and he, it was just such a, a neat opportunity to know that he loves the Lord. And um, I got to share this, um, I shared a little bit of that with our son who was his father and um, I said, um, how cool that is as a grandparent because you pray that yeah we want them to have a good life and, and all of that and, and that doesn't always happen and, and it matters but it, in, in the end it doesn't matter just be there we, we want them to be there and um, so I shared this with my, my son and he said you know mom the other day I had to wake him up for football and I got into his room and he was flat on the floor asleep with his face in the Bible because he had fallen asleep. And it's like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I had shared about my husband, Dale. He, he's not here, but I did get his permission. He went out to make hot dogs. So you can, if you want to encourage him later. Um, so we have had a 
we, like many people, we have a life where you look back and you say, in this decade we did this, in this decade we did this, in this decade we did this. And there's a particular decade where we lived in Kenya and we worked with, in Bible translation, with a group of Muslim cattle herders in the semi-desert. So just envision that <laughs> if you can. And um, to make a long story short, at the end of that decade, as we were leaving, um, things were a little bit in shambles. And I could be here and pretend that my life is all great and everything, because you don't know what happened in that other hemisphere. <laughs> but things were in shambles, and it looked like a fail. And uh, we looked back, and it was, you know, it's just been, it was a very painful thing, and, you know, has been a very painful thing. So the thing that I want to say about my husband is that, you know, He's an engineer who became a Bible translator. Okay, picture that. <laughs> so he's a person who's like organized and competent and gets things done. And um, to be able to look back on a whole decade of your life and think what just happened is really, really hard. That's all backstory to this. In the last couple of months, you know, and we've been back from Kenya for like 17 years. Somebody do the math for me. Um, in the past couple of months, I saw him let it go. Not just let it go, but release it to the Lord. And for you, like for young people here, that might be hard to picture, but for older people here, I think you know what I mean. That's huge because it's been like 17 years that we've still carried this, a yearning for these people that don't know the Lord and how they need the Bible and that things that happened in that project, you know, like should not, that should not have happened and things like that. It's been hard to let it go for both of us, but especially him, because he's the one who was really doing the work. To see him let it go and to trust the Lord, it's just, it's been just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Joy? L. just kidding, not Joy, L. Peggy says it's easy to get them confused. Okay. I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, so you're all under a gag rule. Just kidding. But I am just going to just sort of shout out about my wife, who I've seen change dramatically over the last three years. Her um, idea of hospitality and how she has grown in the Lord has just been phenomenal. But I know that she would never, ever get up here and tell you that and uh, give her testimony, which would be a fantastic testimony. So I know she's going to hear about this, but I'll ask for permission later. So who cares? She's, you're all going to hear it anyway. <laughs> so I'll probably hear that before I even have a hot dog today. <laughs> so anyway, so my job today is to uh, challenge you. So really here at Moran Park, we're trying to be a family. We want to be identified as a family family that loves each other, that cares for each other, and that really helps each other. So there's a couple different ways we want to do this. There's a lot of ways we could do this, but today I just want to offer you two suggestions. Number one, if you are, would like to be engaged in a house church in any fashion, or if you have any questions regarding a house church, or you've had past experiences regarding a house church, we would love to hear from you. We would love to just sit down and chat with you to the point where there are, I think there are forms up here that you can fill out and we'll get back to you. The second one is, 
and I think this was a pretty good indication of this morning, is that we would love to have you come early. I know that's hard. Maybe at quarter ten <laughs> instead of ten. And we'd like to stay late so that we have a chance to meet and greet and talk to all of you. I just think that's a fantastic time we can do that. For this afternoon, though, I'm going to turn this over to Joy because she's going to give you instructions on how to handle the potluck, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Um, these forms are like individual forms, so if you fill one of them out, there's a bunch of different ways you can get plugged in. So you can check off children's ministry, helping with sound, helping with worship, any of those things, and then you can throw those in the drop box. Um, Valerie will also send one out sometime via email this week, and then there's one online you can fill out. So we just want to get connected with you guys. Um, if you just want to chat, like if you're not, if you're like, I'm not, I don't want to join a house church right now. I just want to talk to somebody. That is absolutely an option. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give some instructions for the picnic, and then I'm going to read, pray a scripture over us. Um, so we're, Dale is outside cooking some hot dogs for us. If you brought things, there are tables set up right across the street under the gazebo. Um, so you can just put those things out there. We have plates and silverware and cups, lemonade, water, things like that. So we would love to have you join us for as long as you're able across the street. Um, I'm going to read out of the same passage that Tracy did. So this is from Romans 12, verse 9. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Jesus, I pray that our love at Moran Park would be genuine, that we would love each other with brotherly affection, that we would outdo one another in showing honor. Jesus, that we would be fervent in spirit, that we would serve you with all that we are, that we would rejoice in hope, be constant in prayer, that we would contribute to the needs of the saints, that we would bless those who persecute us, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Teach us to live in harmony with one another. God, make us a family here. Teach us what that looks like. Help us to be led by your spirit in it. And be with us as we go across the street. We pray for this food that we're about to take part in. Thank you for the hands that prepared it. And thank you for the way that being in a park, sitting on blankets with people that we love and have yet to get to know is honoring and so beautiful in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in peace. We hope to see you across the street. <laughs>